Right now at Hassle Cattle Company, DNVR listeners can buy three, get one free on their Wagyu flank steaks. Delicious, lean, flavorful. They're also only $9.99 a piece. So buy three of those, get one free at HassleCattleCompany.com when you use the code DNVR flank. Of course, you can also use code DNVR10 for 10% off your entire order at Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, but again, take advantage of that flank code DNVR flank, DNVR FLANK at HassleCattleCompany.com for buy three, get one free on those Wagyu flank steaks from Hassle Cattle Company. Get them ready, though. Live. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the DNVR studios and lounge. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like I, I'm a. Uh, your energy was great all day. We've been hit, sitting here. It's been great. Yeah, and then also like the show, the lights go on. Chopping it up and I get nervous, bro. Okay, you guys can be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this before. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> a common uh, <laughs> refrain. Uh, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up. Guys, I'm on a heater. What? And I'm telling you, a large part of this heater is just taking the DraftKings odds boost. Usually, I have said that the DraftKings odds boost have gone from great deals to sucker bets, where they always try to get you with the sucker bet. Not true. The last like two or three days, not at all. What did you take? Well, whatever. What was it? it was last night? Um, which one did I get last night? That's a good question. I can't oh, remember. Score, but it, we've caught him in a lie this early on the show. <laughs> no, I'm saying every time they put one of these ones on, it hits, and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. So I only take the odds. You know what I took? Right now. I took last night Reggie Jackson to hit over 25 points and rebounds, how they, how or assists, points and rebounds, because it. Or assists combined, and he did in the last, very last moment of the game with a breakaway dunk. I was very terrified. Reggie, <laughs> this, this, play- those are the best ones. This playoff run for Reggie Jackson, by the way, he's now fifth all time. Dude, you got to pull up the wind, the wind chime, chime single points recorded by a Clipper. <laughs> you got to pull up the wind chime graphic. Single here. playoff run. Here he is, right on time. Well, I'm, don't even start. Don't even start. <laughs> we've, we've, we've got a grouchy. We've got a grouchy Harrison oh, today. Man. A wow, grouchy so win. Wow, grouchy win. The might winds, be the winds a in tornado his face today. It's yeah. like he's kind of bugging him. <laughs> Joining us right on time, it's Harrison Wynn. I haven't even introduced everybody. I'll yeah. start with Harrison, actually. Yeah, you actually made it in time for intros, bro. Nice. Did you guys go over when we decided to have the show in studio today or no? I, look, I double checked last night. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, <laughs> but I double checked. Mm. <laughs> you throwing me under the bus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. Is I'm uh, it's all good. It's all good, man. Okay. We're, we're here. The people, okay. the people are glad, okay. glad you've graced us. Yeah, um, it's not about how it happened. It's just that it did happen. Here you are. <laughs> uh, I've also got D-Line Co. over here. What's up, guys? I uh, I looked online last night. I uh, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I did see that we were going in studio today. <laughs> no, we, we were going in studio with a with a specific guest. I'm just here. I'm here. I, I'm we, we don't have the guest on the show. I didn't look. I'm just Thursday. here all the time. But now. we will like, Thursday. So, but he's not here today. Not here so today. why are we in studio? But, but very excited for Thursday's show. Oh, this he, show I'm also excited for. He got bumped to Thursday. He got bumped to Thursday. That's good. I'll just delete this tweet. <laughs> I got photo. We'll do here. it live. We'll do it live. Yeah, he's not here today. Uh, I feel good, guys. I'm ready to talk about the Nuggets. Try to have some fun with my friends. Um, there's something about coming in here without the playoffs, where it's like relaxing, like yeah, loose on the oh, shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally. let's, let's rip it up. You know? Yeah, we don't like we're not going to watch something on TV that's going to uh, 
Dictate point the our, direction of our lives. That's right. <laughs> so true. So freeing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is freeing. I'm telling you, the off season has been free, freeing. It. That's, I always say it's my third favorite season. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some really... F- I, I'm actually really excited about the main topic tonight. It's a little like abstract, but I like abstract conversations, especially in the off season. First comment. What does the title even mean? <laughs> well, how yeah, about the title seemed very deep. Like I want to ask the question. Very deep I want to ask the question of this panel and give my perspective as well. That, about that second part, the second part is really important. If we're being part. honest, <laughs> is about have players evolved in the way they look at their own brand, their own legacy, and are they a little disillusioned with LeBron? For years, has been chasing the perfect like uh, story arc. He wants a perfection. Has players now just given up on that and they're like, you know what? We're not even trying to be perfect because we know that it's impossible. I want to ask that question because there's been some very interesting things between mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen. Of course, he had some comments lately. We've got Kevin Durant. We got Giannis Antetokounmpo. We got a lot of players, kind of like te- tempering their own greatness, right. which I find very interesting. Not wanting much to do with the legacy. Talk. Exactly, and I want to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about Michael Porter's birthday. We all got him oh, gifts. Oh, we will unveil those gifts. You guys maybe think about gifts that you got. I, I know they could be really dumb. I picked, um, I picked mine last in the playoff run. I already know. There you go. Um, but first, we're going to start with last night's games. We always do because I just look. The Nuggets aren't in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean the playoffs aren't interesting and can't tell us things about the Nuggets. And all this time, I've been telling you guys. Uh, here's my biggest takeaway from last night's Suns Clippers game. I don't know who I'm rooting for. In fact, I think I know now. But every game, I think I'm rooting for a team, and then they and like the other team will win, and I'm like, man, I feel good about this. Why is that? Maybe it's because I, I'm part of me is rooting for all of these teams, but I think a real part of it is that last night's game tipped me over the edge, guys. I couldn't no. take it. Chris Paul was too annoying. <laughs> he was too annoying. I was out on it. I'm out on Chris Paul. He is the turd in the punch ball of that beautiful Suns team. He's like the annoying uncle at the family barbecue. That's so like, much more annoying dude, than that. Stop talking to me. Like, he, why are why are you even talking to me right now? He, he's actually not that small in a normal context, but he has he has yeah, little yeah. guy energy, man. Oh, Through totally. The roof. Oh, totally. He almost Chris Paul almost injured himself twice flopping last <laughs> night. That flop, two separate times. That flop where he, he made it look like he broke his back and and then he just got up and shot two free throws. I was like, you sob. He also had the backcourt one where he like runs sideways and then falls down so somebody runs into him and he gets up immediately and like runs to the free throw line oh, like, man. as if he's like shameless like yes i'm not embarrassed oh, that i just did this he's not only yeah no he's proud of it like oh, he is got proud you of again it. got like, you again yeah you suckers. So, like, oh, he, the the wily veteran just knows how to get those. Uh, no, 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 shut up! It's <laughs> not it at all. Well, he he's and he's all these unfortunate sort of like injuries that sort of becomes the narrative. Like, oh, it's like tough luck for Chris Paul, but then he gets healthy and there's elephant. There's this elephant in the room thing where you go, hey, who uh, likes this guy? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who is rooting for? I'm him? telling you, I had positive Chris Paul feelings a little bit ago. Like, Dude, you know, it'd be nice for him, but they're gone. Like, it just the only people evaporated. that are still in Chris Paul's corner are the people of Phoenix. They're good people. I I don't blame. If you played for Denver, I'd, I'd be on his side. Uh, uh, Cliff Paul. Cliff Paul's a big fan. <laughs> Love the and State Farm. Well, Jake from State Farm well. loves Chris Paul and Drake. LeBron. That's it. Oh. LeBron <laughs> loves him too, and which is why he'll be on the Lakers next year. You can mark my words. Um, but... <laughs> But I'm I'm ser- you so when I said this you go no as if you were like outraged because I think the implication is am I rooting for the Clippers I don't know there's parts of the Clippers that I am rooting for here but yeah. I will say I could not watch that game 
like every positive feeling I had about the Phoenix Suns evaporated watching Chris Paul's annoyance. Yeah, well, the Clippers are a lot more likable without Kawhi. They just are totally man. big time. Man. Uh, Terrence Mann, super likable. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Paul George. But, uh, <laughs> Paul George. Is there a little no. redemptive arc? Like, sure. Ever, are you absolutely? For him? Has he said the wrong thing at the wrong time? Dude. Every day for the last three years, yes. But you know what? This playoff run, it's been a little better. Well, little did, better. did Paul George still have the moment that still could come back to Biden when he was blowing kisses in the third I quarter? I knew they were going to lose that game. I knew they were going to I was like, dude, like, come on. There's still that moment that's hanging out there. Like, if he does blow it in oh game six God. or game Some seven. Some guys just aren't cool. Like, Chris, like, that's the thing about Paul George is he's not cool. He's not smooth. Like, he's cool because he's a great basketball player. But if you just, like, sat there... Every time he tries to do something that's like, check this out, it always lands on its that, face. That's yeah. what I mean. And there was this thing with Kawhi there where he would like say the superstar thing. And it almost felt like out of the corner of his eye, he was like checking Kawhi. Did I do it right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Am I wearing these pants the right Dude, way? I don't know. And without, without Kawhi, it's like just a really talented basketball player in, in some ways overachieving right now. Dude, my thing is like the greatest trick that was... I, put that in you ball like i was sending that to production um the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is to uh convince the world it didn't exist and the greatest trick the nba ever pulled is to make everyone forget the way that the clippers were built they no, were like that's true. a that soulless true. petri dish grown team that was completely gerrymandered by Kawhi leonard gerrymandered. he picked or <laughs> jerry rigged rather no, gerrymandered <laughs> gerrymandered is actually not bad. yeah he yeah, just like redrew the the, the, <laughs> the, the the boundaries they were formed in the most unholy way yeah, but they like were. they lost Kawhi, and like now they're lovable underdogs you know how did yeah, they do yeah, this yeah, no, that is true how did they do this you know who they are they are theon greyjoy Oh. They flew to. They became. They were like. They, they had, became they, this evil thing. They had. A, they had. A, but they've fallen so hard from grace that they now had you're an, almost like they had an important member removed from their group, which was Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> they did. No, but Harrison, that moment you pointed out. Um, and they actually. That's funny. That's the perfect comment. Yeah, they actually did win that game, game three. They held on, right? They yeah, almost yeah, blew they the lead. On, yeah. But what I what I meant to say was in that moment when he blew that kiss. That was the first thing I was thinking when I was like, you, you have to win this series. Oh. You have to. Well, I think so. Now, Chris Paul, who, you know, was just so brilliant, obviously, in that Nugget series is now one and two in this second series with one of those games being even a barn burner. And I got to be honest with you, the two losses have both followed a similar script in that I feel it. I talked about this, I think, after game three. But the thing that stings out about the Phoenix Suns team when they look phenomenal is just how connected they are and how much belief. And again, even last night. Chris Paul shooting nothing but bricks in the fourth quarter, trying to draw these BS fouls, doing everything. And it was just like he went into hero mode. He went into the phone booth and put on a cape and there, and then came out and was still Chris Paul. And it was like, no, you're just now in a costume. I Dude, I cannot believe that they played a game against the Clippers who were missing their starting center and very rarely went to DeAndre Ayton. Well, it's this weird thing that happens in the NBA when you play zone. Like yeah. when you just go to a zone, the other team freaks out. Just yeah, they don't know what and to just do. Doesn't know just what panics. to do. Stops running their offense. Well, this is and that's what and, happened. and that's and that's part of what happened. And then when push came to shove, Chris Paul in that fourth quarter was like, "All right, I got this." And he didn't. He just was doing dumb stuff that, all over the that's court. That's been the other thing, man. Chris Paul, like I joked that he went thirty to thirty from the right elbow against the Nuggets right. a couple shows ago. He was unbelievable against Denver. Best player on the floor. Yeah, you know, throughout that series. 
he's been a shell of that so so far against the Clippers. Like he's been good in spots, but just not nearly the same type of impact. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Aiton though, and here's another thing because I like Aiton. I know he's your, become your guy now. And, he's my guy. Yeah, uh, he's your guy. He, Jokic sent him a jersey. He was all pumped about that. You know, we kind of we like guys that like our guys. That was Liddy, wasn't it? <laughs> um. But the thing about DeAndre Aiton, and this is gonna make me sound like a hater because I really, uh, I also like him. Uh-oh. He got no. He got a little too much credit, I think. Uh, going like he swung right. the other way, and the and that this. The thing that we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but the thing that has made Aiton so valuable in these playoffs is number one, he hasn't tried to do anything that he can't do, which is right. so rare in the NBA when you're a talent. And he is a talent, but he's not trying to step outside of it. And two, that he's kind of a jack of all trades, but he's not great at any one of these. And I think part of it, yes, I do expect in game six for them to go to Aiton a little bit more and say, hey, try to eat. If they're going to do this, we need you to eat. Thing is, I'm not sure he's that guy. How much he does. Yeah. I don't know. He's that guy. Like, he's a good guy. He could finish pick and pop, he can roll to the my, rim, my he can lob. He, my thing is, he doesn't have to be the guy, but he should be a guy but in, in the plan. Like, he doesn't have to score 30 points, but he needs to score 17 points. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is this is the difference between when we look at the NBA and what really succeeds. Everybody made a big deal of Gobert couldn't punish the, the Clippers for going small. Well, that appears to be the case now for Aiton. And this is what I'm getting at is there really is only two players in the NBA, maybe, yeah, really only two players who I think can actually punish a system, and that's Jokic and Embiid. Even a Carl Anthony Towns or whatever, I mean, I guess offensively maybe he could also punish a system like this, but we're finding out that even a good player like Aiton, who's a jack of all trades teams will still say they don't want to play through him and he can't really play he can't carry the burden to play through him and maybe we're going to be able to win this way that's my only point i, I mean, like Aiton. he just turns out he's my, not dominant the source of my praise for Aiton was actually just that what you were saying right that he wasn't trying right. to he was just trying to be who phoenix needed him to be yep. and that's been enough to this point but now you know? they need him to be like good I know that sounds yeah. harsh, but they need him to actually be a guy that can dominate to me, to, to me, Marcus I saw, Morris, and he can't. To me, I saw like what you were talking or about, so with Chris Paul just being like, "Okay, I'm going to take over," and Devin Booker being like, "It's Booker time, baby." Yeah, both of them. I'm going really to jack up 22 shots. Like, yeah. like what are you were, dudes were doing? Were we dude? a little too early in anointing Devin Booker as the best player in the league? Well, it was an overreaction <laughs> to the initial overreaction. Just a little early. And we, he's really good. I mean, he's really good. He's really good. But like, he's for good. me, I feel like he's still the same. I mean, my context on him hasn't really yeah. shifted. I mean, nor really should good. it. He scored 31 points. If you just didn't, if you didn't look at like the whole context and the way that it caused the team to crater, like, and just looked at his stats, he'd be like, oh, wow, that's a yeah. great game. 31 points. Holy cow. The flip side, if you look at the Clippers, I know this is going to sound like a crazy take because I see a lot of takes on the timeline that have been. If, just imagine if Kawhi was healthy. Well, Kawhi was healthy. They were 2-2 in the Utah series. <laughs> yeah. It was after he went down that they've been on this incredible run and have looked like uh, at least as good a team, if not better. And I'm not saying they are a better team without Kawhi. But one thing I am curious about, and this takes us back to Paul George and sort of his history, he was great when he was the guy in Indiana. When was he bad? Oklahoma City, choke job alongside Russell Westbrook, who was the clear, unquestioned number one. Mm-hmm. And then last year, yeah. alongside Kawhi, who was the clear, clear unquestioned number one. I think I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not really sure, but he looks really comfortable as the lead guy. I mean, really comfortable. 15 to 20 last night. Yeah. And it just kind of shows you the context of, are those two guys great? Remember LeBron and Dwayne Wade? LeBron didn't always look like the best version of himself. That team elevated, but he didn't always look like the best version of himself because it wasn't a natural fit. And I think with those two guys, you see the similar thing at their best. Awesome. But most of the time, it's more like, Paul George, you're my sidekick, and he clearly isn't as good in that role. So I think it's two things. The one is on Kawhi Leonard uh, and that Paul George dynamic. I think sometimes it's tough to be the number two guy. Very. It's tough. just very tough when you're playing alongside, like, 
a number one who is just so clearly the number one. You know, you got to play your role. Like, you got to step in line if you're Paul George behind Kawhi Leonard. You're, you're like, thinking, like, do I got to uh, default to him here? Do right. I got to, you know, let Kawhi go? Like, am I taking too many shots? I, I don't think people talk enough about how being a number two option is actually kind of a tough role to play. And the other thing that's happened with the Clippers, and this is similar to what's happened with the Nuggets at times over the years, is when they lose somebody and they can kind of buy into that underdog mentality. That's exactly what they're doing right mm, now. Yeah. And they're comfortable in that role. Right. Like they're saying nobody believes in us. And like, I mean, I think, think a couple people believe in them, but everybody was picking the Suns to, to win this series when Kawhi Leonard uh, was out of the lineup. So they're definitely doubling down on that too. And I think it's helped them. I, I mean, you dismissed this a little bit when we were talking off, off stage here, but I really think that, um, a lot of what plagued Paul George last year is that it was really difficult psychologically to be in that bubble. I think it like really affected him more than it did other people. He was talking about how he was in a really dark place and he he was just like a shell of himself. That doesn't really speak to the troubles he had before um, when he was on Houston or whatever, but like... Um, I, to me, it's just like he feels like more at ease. He seems like more himself. He doesn't feel like the weight of the world is on him. He's just like kind of firing away. And a lot of that could be what you're saying. Like he doesn't have to defer to another player. But also like he just looks like he's unencumbered. But see, I'm not trying to put this on, and I don't see you're saying this, but I'm not trying to put this on Kawhi Leonard and trying to say like, oh, Kawhi Leonard has done this. It's just the nature of yes. sometimes these partnerships. I agree. And this is where it circles back and why I wanted to go into this topic to begin with is, you know, it's no... We're not fooling ourselves to say that Michael Porter looked better individually when Jamal Murray went down. He moved up in the pecking order. And it's not even that crazy to say that sometimes Michael Porter Jr., as an individual, not as a team, looks better when Jokic was on the bench. When yeah. all of a sudden it was like, hey, Porter, we need you to score a lot. And all of a sudden it's like he would catch fire and he was going. You just don't have to think anymore when that happens. When it's more clearly defined roles. And that's and that goes to, if we're looking at Phoenix... Does Chris Paul step outside of what he's supposed to do? Did DeAndre Ayton maybe not recognize what he was supposed to do in Game 5? I think that's a huge part of it. And then you go to the other side and you look at uh, uh, Clippers' team, by because they are so shorthanded, are now forced into knowing exactly who mm. everybody is supposed to be, and there's just clarity to it. You know what's interesting to that is for about three years there, Paul George might have been you know, the top or second-ranked B player, right? right. Second yep. banana. There was complimentary skill set. Maybe he doesn't want to take the shot, but right. two-way player. Um, and it's interesting yeah, that he does maybe put, look more comfortable in this slot. Yet another example of us having no idea what we're talking about. But but I'm just saying, I, <laughs> I do think it's important though. to just, just talk about it's easy for a star player to be to know their role and everybody be around them, but there's a low ceiling oftentimes when you only have one star. Dallas Mavericks. Yep. The, getting two players, Jokic and Murray, incredible chemistry and incredible understanding. And if you build a team around them, all the role players seem to know what they're supposed to be doing. Adding a third piece, it's doable. It's just really hard. That's where you really get to a whole other level of now how do all three pieces work? And it, it, it's doable and your ceiling becomes exponentially higher, but also becomes exponentially more difficult to get there. And if that delicate balance is disrupted, like it was with Michael right. Porter Jr., like you find yourself sort of like, Whoa! Like this is not what we were talking. This was not the deal, man. I'm supposed to hang out on the wing and wait for you guys to dish it off, and it requires a superstar. Like the number one has to be a guy that has the philosophy that he likes assists better because two people are right, happy. Right. But 
maybe there's and we've talked about this before, but watching this all play out, and we can go to break after this, Harrison, if you're re- if you're ready for a break. But but maybe there is this is the real positive. We didn't get it fully this year. Michael Porter did start to shine once Murray went down. There was a little bit of chemistry, but not really between Jokic and Porter. Like it was a little bit. But maybe this next year, that is what it takes. Like I wonder if it is a more accelerated pace now. If you get that. Jokic and MPJ fully figured out, and then when, and Murray comes back, and that's the Dude, best it, way to get those three together. Maybe maybe Jokic needs to have like in, a two weeks but off. It, where in every those, in every team, it is well defined roles that make teams yep, work. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go to break. On the other side, we're going to talk about Michael Porter a little bit more. It's his birthday, and we're also going to get to the oh. meat of the conversation: legend and legacy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew this week. Maybe for MPJ for his birthday. He's 23. 23. So he is of age. Yeah. He is of age. <laughs> of age. Sounds like old English, like giving away. He a, is of age. Giving away a princess. Of age. <laughs> Jesus. When she comes of age, she's betrothed to Denmark. <laughs> and, and, a, and a Mile High City Copper Lager <laughs> shall be hers. <laughs> a Copper Lager. <laughs> uh, What's going on? Okay. Oh. You can pick some up from your local liquor store. You can pick some up from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. If you've never been out there, uh, great spot, great food, great drinks there at the Breck Brew Farmhouse. You know the can, that Mile High City uh, Copper Lager Skyline Blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. Make sure to pick some up for this week and this weekend. Also, guys, we got a brand new sponsor on the What? Pod. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brand whoa. new sponsor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Brand <laughs> new sponsor. You ready? Yes. I'm so ready. I, I don't even know if Eric knows. Oh, I do know it. Oh. Ball. Let's go. That's ball. I was going. The like ball. ball arena. The ball. Like ball arena. Oh, oh, let's go. Dude. The, the the ball arena and DNVR. Dude. Wow. Are we like, get are, that meme going right now? Are we sponsored by the Nugget? Let's just say that. Let's <laughs> just roll with it. Wow. Yeah. So Ball Big is now ball. Uh, sponsoring us across all DNVR platforms on the DNVR network. As in the new ball arena, the aerospace technology company, also the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Uh, Ball's been the leading global, uh, has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space. This is actually meaningful, by the way, for the night. Not that I'm trying to carry water for the nuggets here, but going from Pepsi Corp, which is one of the biggest polluters, like as a corporation ever, to Ball, which is like part of their goal is to be sustainable. It's actually a meaningful change. Yeah, good point. Very, very much. so yeah, they, they developed surveillance systems. So don't call it Pepsi Center, guys. Like, yeah, get, get qu- with the time. Come on, <laughs> the sack. Just kidding. <laughs> that's that part that's out. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. Um, of course, a lot of people also know them as the company that manufactures <laughs> eight, twelve, and sixteens out sizes for all kinds of liquids as well. I'm glad I dodged this one. <laughs> I had my heads lined up today. Ball, baby. Yeah, Ball makes cans in over 30 different sizes at facilities across the world. Uh, the Golden Plant, right here in Golden, they make regular 8-ounce and 12-ounce sleek cans, 24-ounce growler size, 12 and 24-ounce cans as well. <laughs> I almost left that part out. Right <laughs> uh, they also make... Uh, Alumi Tech bottles and several different can lid sizes, which are then shipped to Colorado plants to be filled. So yeah, they're a really awesome company. Uh, they're a lot more than just the can company that a lot of us know them as. They're also hiring. If you want to work for Ooh. Ball, right here Calling in Golden. Calling all engineers. Yeah. If you want Smart to work. people only. I was this close to being an engineer. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> no, I don't have a joke for that. Uh, if you want more information about the job offerings at Ball, 
text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search golden it's funny though tiktok is the funniest of all apps it's also the worst i think but it's like like dangerous to your brain but <laughs> i i am like right now because we were talking about how you cycle through different like types of tiktok yeah, while tiktok's yeah. trying to figure you out and they'll never figure me out no but they've got <laughs> too elusive i'm too elusive man but i i have i am currently on my favorite one i've ever but maybe this one will stick engineering tiktok engineering Ooh. it's TikTok. like little 3d animations that explain like you know what weird I mean? things in engineering i've found, i've stumbled my way into shoe restoration tiktok <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> hey, is wait, it like when you see like it's all it's like a boot that they found in the ocean and that yeah, becomes just, like just it's a like guy, a Jordan Four. How did we do? Yeah, just know? a guy with like nails in his in, in his mouth, just hammering yeah. them like a cob, cobbler TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> no, are you on like, TikTok wind? No, me either. You guys so are not the well, two the two honestly, older guys yeah, here yeah, locking okay, in, yeah. dude. These days. This you know is such an old old guy thing to be like. Oh, the new like social media. Like I gotta get in on all. I'm this. telling you, like, TikTok. Oh. It's the worst, but it's also the best. Like the, the there's great uh, stuff to it. And there's terrible stuff. Oh, to it. I I'm good. I'm on record. I hate TikTok. Like I don't <laughs> like I absolutely despise it. But we've made some pretty humorous TikToks for the old DMVR. The NVR does have it's some got me good thinking ones. about what to do for the TikToks. No. I don't like that TikToks that much, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I said we we're going to talk about Michael Porter, but I want to save him for for the end. We'll give him a happy birthday at the very end, the last segment. But first, I want to move on to a conversation that I thought of over the last few days that I couldn't wait to get back in here in studio and talk to you guys about. But first, to set it up, you guys saw Scottie Pippen's inter- interview, and he's promoting a new bourbon. So notice take, that take take with a it's right up in the yeah, left take, corner. No, did take, you did you ever notice the name he gave to his bourbon? What is it? It's called Digits. Named after his Dude, freakishly he has great long hands. Yeah, his he named hands. his bur- digits bourbon, and there's a picture of his freaky goddamn hand. I'm so hand uncomfortable on with how much people are starting to hate Scotty, man. I love Scotty, but I mean, look, he's putting himself in some weird spots. So, uh, in in addition, <laughs> an interview with something. In addition to criticizing Phil Jackson, don't necessarily want to want to talk about that aspect <laughs> of it. <laughs> we don't really want to touch that <laughs> for, for, a, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> but the, the thing I do want to—I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Michael Jordan has crafted the perfect narrative, the perfect legend. Like mm. Michael Jordan's story, his legend, as documented in his own documentary, um, what was it called again? The Last the Dance. Last Dance. The Last Dance. Like nobody will ever tell their own personal biography as well as Michael Jordan has. And he's the only guy in sports that has gotten to do this and has pulled it off. My theory, and if you actually watch Scottie Pippen, Scotty wasn't happy with that. And it wasn't like Scotty in The Last Dance was really being made fun of or this or that. But I think that to him, it would be like if we go on to win an Emmy on the DNBA show and I have a documentary and the documentary is all about how great I am and how I created the show. And I'm like, and Vote was good too. Like he was in, and Eric and Harrison, they were, they were good. Harrison had a headache, I guess. Yeah. He had a headache, you know, but but anyway, back to me. And like, this, I think that Scotty a little bit of finally is, just has a little bit of fed up with the way this you has think? happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was my first thing was I, I thought I had to really sell you on this, but you, uh, you see of, of Scotty being like extremely annoyed with the way the story is told. Like he's just like in full on narrative busting mode. Well, so the other day he talked about Kevin Durant and he was like, this is where you're really reaching. And he compared himself to LeBron and said that LeBron is the better mold. And KD, who's clearly more like Michael Jordan, a pure scorer, not the better mold because he couldn't do everything. And to me, it's just, it's another example of an old player who's been quiet for so long is now trying to like, is like pissed at the way that 20 right. years have gone by and he's the footnote in Jordan's story now. 
by the way, came on like right after Kevin Durant wrapped up the best, most complete, you right. know, as far as being that. But whole, missed the shot. But he did miss that shot. Um, but that was like, as a playmaker, probably the most fun I've had watching KD. Um, of course. Yeah, I do think that's it. Like, I think Scotty's feeling like his archetype and that role uh, and how important it was to MJ is overlooked. And I absolutely don't think you're reading in too much to see maybe him sort of trying to find the parallels and tell that story this way. Yeah, I mean, I, you say Michael Jordan crafted his perfect narrative. Like, I think Nike per, crafted of the perfect course, yep. narrative for, yep. for Michael Jordan. And he was really the first. Obviously, this is what the modern NBA is built upon, is this this story of Michael Jordan versus the league and how he you know came, to, rose to power, et cetera, et cetera, told through commercials, told through right. Space Jam, told through all of these different means that Michael Jordan wasn't able to do on his own. And we're now in an era where people are telling their own stories right. through social media and Yes, like, of course, there are warts and there's weird. It wasn't exactly as it was billed. And now, yeah, Scotty Pippen's like at a place where, I mean, like his wife was hooking up with Malik Beasley. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, his life is sort of like. He had a tough, he had a tough, a tough couple years. He had man. a tough like, couple years, man. And Scotty is no joke. He's an incredible basketball player. And it is, course. it is funny because he, he does get really footnoted unless. He just like looks at the people in his life and the way that his life has turned out, which has been really fantastic. Um, well, well, just as far as yeah, like, yeah. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Basketball. Yeah. He's but, thought as a as a but, legend, yet he's still also a footnote. It's yes, weird. but like he also did, it is weird. But also listening to that interview that he gave, like he's kind of losing it. I, oh, I think absolutely. Well, he well, he, he lost a child mind, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. Lo- like, he, it, what, like he wasn't connecting dots in the way that you would if you were having a conversation. Yeah, might have had too much digits. Bourbon well, I, I was possible. actually going to say that, but I didn't. It, <laughs> no, I mean, it's it sounded that. I mean, uh, right, but, but but anyway, I don't want to linger on the Scotty thing for for linger. too long. I only I, I only bring it up to say that Jordan. You made an interesting point about who crafts the narratives because yes it was jordan but it was also nike and gatorade two of the most powerful oh, marketing brands at the perfect time when yeah. like marketing was most potent it we're was, all numb to it now right like nobody, we're almost too smart for it now because we're just some, too saturated yes. but yeah, yeah yes. some players like paul george tried to craft their narrative <laughs> that way nice. and we're we're <laughs> nice. too smart so for that it's like no you're not the guy so in you're the not that guy who hits the game when he's shot yeah. you're not that guy i mean yeah so as an audience we've just we're not that dumb anymore but the confluence of the great story that matches up with the actual great right right it actually turned out great right for Michael. they were like this is the guy pay attention and then he actually did it right 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 no there's no doubt no questions about it but it also like and where does the credit go it was like, you know, you get all of the credit for this or that and no context is even necessary or anything like this. And it was the perfect moment in time when it was all new. Nike found lightning in a bottle at the perfect moment to say, let's do this. And then everybody bought it for all these different reasons. And I think Kobe and LeBron, Kobe especially caught a good wave of that. Like he yes. continued the, the Jordan thing. And obviously he's one of the most famous athletes of all time as well. And then LeBron too. But here's the interesting thing about LeBron is LeBron's career began at the tail end of this where Gatorade and Nike had the ability to like brainwash everyone right. through advertising right. and through the era we're at right now where nobody is able to do this. This is my this is where I'm arriving at. Nobody is able to control 100% of the narrative. In fact, I don't know if anybody can control more than 1% of the narrative because Nike doesn't have it, the NBA doesn't have it, cable doesn't have it. Social media in a large way has it and social media is just can't be contained, can't be controlled. It's everybody's yeah. opinions simultaneously. Yeah. Yes. And I've gone all this long way, this long setup to say, <laughs> I think we, we are, are arriving at a point where this new era finally realizes it. LeBron for years has been trying to 
he has his own show, and that, that's the one that made me the goat. And he's doing all, and he's trying to do all of this. Not working. Everybody hates him now, or half the people <laughs> hate him, half the people love him. But um, but he can't control. He yeah, can't get course. people to agree on it. And I wonder if we see. We have a clip. I'm going to play here in a second. We have a, a, a tweet from Kevin Durant. First of all, pull up the tweet. Uh, where he is responding to a, a, a comment that Jackie Mack, by the way, very well respected, although maybe people are starting to turn on her because they turn on everybody, where she says, is <laughs> uh, it true? It's the yeah. best line of the show. <laughs> Jackie McCollum <laughs> says that Kevin hero. Durant, what, can you make that bigger so I can read it? What does it say? He's a, <laughs> he's, Kevin Durant. Genuine Jones. goal is to win three championships with Nets. And he says, once again, I don't even talk like this, which is true. Kevin Durant does not talk like that. He doesn't do not one, not two. Everybody learned. You can't do that. They learned it from LeBron. He says, uh, plus, I don't have a relationship with Jackie for us to have depth conversations about my intentions as a basketball player. I get she plays an opinion-based sport, but she framed this like we are friends. We are not. This is him clapping back to the whole idea of like she's trying to set what success is for him. And success is the traditional route, which right. is what LeBron thought success was too. That's why he said not one, not two, not three. I'm going to get six. Six is the, the, and I think players just now know you can get 10. People are still going to talk shit did, about you. But did anybody think that those two were friends? No. <laughs> like Kevin Durant's so good at Twitter, man. But he he's, well, so he's good. like, he, I mean, he's the petty King. Like he's unbelievable. So but like, I, to me, I read that as like, Jackie knows somebody that knows him. And that's what they said. Well, that's what she's presenting, but right. maybe she doesn't. And I think that's also part of the story here is he's like, no, guys, like you don't get to do this. You don't get to tell my legacy. Nobody gets to tell my legacy yeah. because no, I don't even get to tell it. It's just I'm going to clap back at all of this. And it's funny to me because what has made KD the goat of Twitter, as you mentioned, it was him getting caught trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, he's burner burner account. I'm going to try to get my narrative right. Once right. that got lifted, I honestly think he finally saw the light. And the light was... It's all shit, man. It doesn't there's, matter. It doesn't man. matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Well, there's a concept in life called having fu money, where you have enough money that people no longer can uh, control your life because you're not beholden to them to get more money. N not with money, but with basketball talent. Okay. All right. KD has fu talent. Yeah, he does. He doesn't talent. need to you're worry right. about what people are saying because then he can just go out and score 49 points and whatever. That if they try to belittle him, yeah. he can be like. F you, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need this. Kevin Durant can go to another team tomorrow, yes. and everybody in that city is going to love him because he's that good. I think he's trying to find basketball purity. That's why like, I'm not surprised he's back on Team USA because I think he just likes basketball. I and too. I think he's like... Less income. I don't know this. I'm, I'm not his friend. He can, he's going to quote tweet me. And be <laughs> like, we are not like friends. that, Adam. I don't even tell you. But I think he's unencumbered we're, by we're, his we're legacy. We're not even friends. What I'm I saying mean. is I think he's unencumbered by his legacy, in part because he's resigned to the fact that it'll never be what he thinks it should be. And just so why care about it? Like, you can't change public perception about yourself, so why care about it? Um, now let's play the clip from Giannis real quick here because we have a really cool Giannis clip that I want to I want to show that came out over the weekend. Let me make sure that system audio boy, Kale. Atta boy. You see him shooting a free throw, and he made it. Miracle. Seen it all. I love that he says I've been down here. PJ Tucker's no idea what he's talking about. PJ Tucker's like, this isn't how James Harden acts. <laughs> Um, made so, another one. So, oh, uh, yeah. so I like this one because this is him 
in my opinion, this is a bit of him also being resigned to the fact. And then, of course, after this last game three where he said Middleton's our closer and like he's like, I'm fine being the best player for 42 minutes. or yeah. so. He had some quotes that you would just never hear a player say 10 never, years ago. And yeah. it's just like, I think these guys are resigned to one. The perfect narrative is never going to happen for you. And they almost become more comfortable in their own skin of like, look, we're not trying to be better than Jordan, better than LeBron. Just trying to win cha- a championship, man. Eminem. Great philosopher Eminem before Ooh. before all of us uh, made this known in the movie Eight Mile. If I tell you what's bad about me before you get to use it in Ooh. a battle rap against me, then all of your powers have been neutralized. Right. <laughs> what else are you going to say? I know I miss free throws. I know. Listen, but I there are things that I do well. Like you can focus on what I'm not, but there are things that I am. Yeah, like it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's impossible. Like we were saying in this day and age to shape your own narrative completely. The guy who probably has done that the best throughout his career is Damian Lillard. Oh. He, he probably, he really did shape his narrative extremely well throughout the first chapter of his With career. A help from Yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, but, but now we're seeing that oh. even for a guy like Dame, you, you can't keep that narrative the same forever. You Very poignant. Harrison spitting. Very poignant, Harrison. Eventually do, they'll turn on you. I do think there is something to... I think Lillard's a great guy. Clearly, by all accounts, one of the best leaders in the NBA and all these different things. But I definitely think there's a part of where he kind of pigeonholed himself into his own legacy. And now he's like, wait, now I got to be this guy for the rest of my exactly. career? I've got to stuck to He's like, like, he's like I want to switch works. teams. I'm scared of the grind. I can't believe I made a big deal about that. <laughs> um, so, so there is something interesting I, I, there. I'm also interested by, I think, two of the best players in the game that, that and this is anecdotal, just, just pointing it out, that seem to have the most like sort of dissenting approaches to this Giannis and Jokic who yeah. are not at all of the American basketball sure. culture, a lot of it, a lot of it. the AAU, you know, culture, which it was the advertising stuff. But then also, you know, my limited understanding is for the, the players on the court, like the ego thing, you know, the almost like art of war, like yeah. trash talking. That was real. That was a part of it. Knowing you were that guy, that FU talent carrying yourself that way. That was a part of it. And for Giannis and Jokic, I do not think that's a part. I mean, it's not. It's not a part of it. Yeah. Real cultural things that are brought to the table there. America is like such a unique culture, and it really yeah. is in so many different ways. I'm not trying to get political here, but it's so, oh, in so many ways like a capitalist culture where people even view everything as a competition. And like It's this, pure competition. This idea. And like there's some plot plus, real pluses to that. But when you get it onto a basketball court, you really do see like... Why are you berating your teammates right now? Why are you doing this and pumping yourself and, and trying to make yourself this or that? And I think there's definitely something with a pair of non-American eyes coming in. It's like, you know, I got a $170 million deal. I don't know if I need the other $200 million shoe deal. I'll settle with just being content with this or that or, or all these different all these different layers to it. Now, Jokic, it's interesting because he is going through a tough summer, I imagine, in some ways, although he doesn't seem to be too bothered by it. Um, but And I wonder this, like, if Jokic, like, if you ask Jokic about his, like, every time you ask him a legacy question, like, he'll answer, he has very specific things he wants to accomplish. But when you test him about, like, how do you want to be perceived when it's all said and done, like, he couldn't care less. He's like, And I think that maybe in some ways both aids him in how... Serbia is handling his decision not to play for the national team and also maybe informs his personality from his past experience of like, do these people actually love me, man? They're just going to turn on me. I can't possibly control everybody's thoughts about me. Mm. In fact, I can't really control anyone's. Therefore, I actually don't care about anyone's. Yeah, I think a lot of how Jokic views this stuff goes back to a comedy made a couple years ago. Um, I forget exactly what it was, but you're just like, the sense of it is, why do you guys care so much about me? 
Like right. when he's just in the these interviews, like, why do you care what I what I did after like to celebrate this win? Like, w- right. why do you care how I prepared for this game? It, it's all so weird to him. Yeah. So it is now, pretty weird. Yeah. So now he's <laughs> just like sitting over in Serbia, like, why do why, why does everybody care about me? I don't know, bro. Like, it is weird. But then he's the top human. <laughs> we we, we want to know how to be like you, Nicola. What makes you tick? How 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 best can we the, live our lives? There is a real burden to when like you mean something to people beyond what you intended. And yes. like that's just the that's the burden of celebrity. Of like carry. he means so much to so many people. Tell and he's me like about I don't it, want that responsibility, but you can also can't run from it. You do have that yeah. responsibility. Great great power great, uh, great yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Um but I just wonder I, so you guys all seem to be on board with this. I, I will say Aiton is another example of this. It's funny that Aiton has broken out as a star because as we mentioned he is i don't think anybody would argue the third best player on that team everybody would say booker and chris paul one two in some order and then Aiton has been the third wheel when else have we ever had a player break out as the third best player and everyone's like star has been born Draymond green <laughs> yeah no. but, but is he but or is that but even that's an interesting one because we're talking about the warriors which i'm going to get to here in a second but i just find it interesting in that the traditional archetype of a superstar is the guy that took the shots or carried the team or did this and like eight and everybody is so impressed with him rightfully so because he has done the job required of him here and i just think it's a big he has become scotty pippen and everyone's like a star's board scotty pippen was scotty pippen is like wrote jordan's coattails it's just an interesting shift well, that's but, all i'm trying to get at but because in that analogy like like DeAndre Ayton finds himself in a place where he doesn't need to rise to the level of the other two stars to be a star. Like, but he, he is a number one pick. Yes, but he's he's not playing the game to be a number one pick. He's playing the game to be not the, the top. Wiseman version. is going through this in Golden State though right now. Right, right, right. But the thing is, is like Ayton also has improved at, uh, with such an arc at, at being so, a role player. He's not doing like anything fancy. Right, but he's but he's very good at what he's doing. Like and he looks and he looks good doing it. He's being asked to do a bunch of different things. It, to me it's just like I see in him a very coordinated, yeah. a very athletic and a very uh capable center that can do a lot and actually doesn't want nor require the spotlight, which is when you have a player like Chris Paul and Devin Booker is what you need. Yeah. See right now he's that guy for sure. I'm very curious to see how DeAndre Ayton's right. career kind of goes from here because, like, maybe eventually he's like, I am the number one pick. Yeah. Like, I can do all these things. Yeah. Give me the freaking ball. Might be. Like, so, so, so that's why I'm so curious to see what happens because you're totally right. He is the, the guy who you know, just wants to play his role right now, be the third guy. He just had this great quote post game the other night about how Chris Paul was just the best thing to ever happen to him and how he challenges him and – I'm just curious to see where Aiton goes from here. And like, if he ever kind of decides, Oh, I'm going to be that number one guy. Like now no. I was a number one, one pick. I want to be that guy. I'm curious if this snowballs, if, cause I wonder how many guys that immediately followed Jordan tried to be that guy All and as them, a result 100%. and as a result were absolutely not the best version yep, of themselves sure. in yeah. a team game. Harold Miner. Uh, well, like, st- so, even like Tracy McGrady, who yes, honestly right. should have been the first LeBron, not the second Jordan. But, so how many people try to be, how many people identify they're in a situation to be DeAndre Ayton, right? 
mm. and, and not Luka Doncic. And how many people are comfortable with that? And I wonder if the praise is being shifted. But even if that, like paid, I said, yeah, I think it has more to do with, with like just the way world we live in now. You get everything. It used to be like, yeah, Gatorade would run it. The newspapers run it. You get you went over the journalists. You went over the sponsors. You got it. You have a monopoly on the narrative. Now, there's nothing you can do to own a monopoly on the narrative. So you just give up on that and you figure no. out what your goal actually is. Yes. And for a lot of these guys, the goal has become winning. And I think... The creator of this, if we talk about the Jordan era lasted all the way up from Jordan, you know, we can go like 1988. <laughs> Where did he start? Uh, 1988, even though he was before, like he really started becoming a star late 80s. And it lasted all the way up until I would say maybe 2014-ish, I would say. I think Steph Curry is the godfather of the new era. The collaborative player. Remember when he was called a collaborative superstar? Hmm. <laughs> like as an insult to him. And it was like, no, that's actually what he is. He doesn't. And people say, well, he doesn't have any finals MVP. And he's like, yeah, but I got three championships. I honestly think Steph Curry was the remote because he was such an anti LeBron. Not in play as a player as well, but also just in what he was trying, the degree to which they were trying to control their own narrative. I think Curry didn't care. And LeBron deeply cared. And they became a, a contract. So you, are you saying that then Steph Curry has led in a new era of self-aware basketball players that just sort of let things happen? But, I'm, ask, I'm asking that question for sure. Versus, I, but but it's the confusing part is that it's happening concurrently with LeBron, who is the ultimate. Well, LeBron's era is coming to a close. Even if he went, that's why I say he can win two, three and, more championships. Nobody's going to change their mind on it. LeBron was more pass-first team-oriented than, you know, the, the, the MJs, Jordan the, the, the Durants and the Kobe's even. Um, but... It was also still this, like, I get the ball 98% of the time. I'm calling all these shots. I'm calling all these things. Or at least from the outside, it did feel like Steph was, like, a part of the team, even if he was the best player. Where LeBron always, for better or worse, always transcended this team But the question, the question is, do players, the young players and players in this era look to Steph Curry as their spiritual guidance as to how to, like, I don't get no. that sense. I don't think I think oh, you're right see, about that. I, I don't think they saying. idolize him. I just think it ushered in a new, uh, oh, just it ushered in a new era. But maybe they're not trying for, to be Curry. For, uh, maybe us, just for us, the audience of how to how oh, to. I think even the players, though, man. I think uh, maybe it's all just LeBron, and like LeBron was both the carrying the torch of one era, but then also people are like, man, we're so sick of how much you control every aspect of how people talk about you that they go different. I don't know, but I just think that that was the shift is Curry. And now everything has become so blurred that players like an Aiton or like a Giannis are like. Aiming for something different, man. Just no longer care. I'm like, I'm here for it, and I, it will facilitate us talking about this game in a healthier way. I hope. Um, ideally, we can, you know, just stop doing yeah, some dude. of the agenda and water carrying and legacy deciding night to night versus. No, like, dude. We just get back oh, to this, slandering this Chris Paul, dude. That, <laughs> that, that, I don't think that's going back, though. I think. Like judging everything night to night is is here to stay. Which is oh, well, sure. yeah, the reactionary yeah. nature. Yeah, of that, that, yeah, yeah. But versus like, how does everything fit into the larger narrative? The most important thing is the larger narrative. We have to worry about like, uh, sure, Nikola Jokic won the MVP, but Joel Embiid has bigger aspirations. <laughs> yeah, we, for sure. Like this narrative Great headline. Yeah. This narrative nonsense where you're like, dude, the narrative is presented to you by the basketball game. You can't decide what it's going to be and then hope it fits into it. Yeah, but Bill Burr is the one that has the ultimate one of this when he went on one of the talk shows and they're like, you really, you know, people were really upset with your last set. And he's like, who? He's like, I don't, I'm not online. I don't hear it. He's like, some guys online told you they're mad. Now you think everyone's mad. <laughs> Imagine That's so if you true. never knew what Twitter was and somebody tried to describe it to you. That's so true. And like somebody tried to tell you people were upset on this thing called Twitter yeah, about yeah. you. Dude, I remember. I remember 2014. 
that was the last year before I made a Twitter. I laughed at all you people talking yeah. about being, and now I'm right now in. Now you're on it. Yeah. Well, it's like if I said like 4chan or 8chan or whatever those ones are, and I was like, hey man, 8chan exactly. really doesn't like DNVR. You'd be like, who? Yeah. Like, what? I don't Why know what do they're doing I on there. Care. I got to think 8chan is not a DNVR fan. Uh, <laughs> all I know is it's a social media I don't know anything about. All right, let's take a break. H-chan. On the other side, we're coming back to talk about Michael Porter's birthday. Is it problematic? I don't, I don't know. Is 8chan even a thing? 8chan, I don't, know. I don't think so. Extremely problematic. <laughs> If, if, if Fort, yes. if, I know what 4chan is. 8chan, if, if it's A-chan double is the that, it's not good. Oh, that's what I okay. knew it from. That's why I, I thought that was 4chan. They're both. No, Listen, you're too different. <laughs> we it's, sound like the only, it, there's people watching this that are like... Have these guys ever been online before? Nope. <laughs> Just uh, my sweet, sweet Twitter. We'll Google it. <laughs> and TikTok. I'm on TikTok. Uh, guys, um, make sure to pick up your lawnmower 4.0 uh, for this summer. Uh, yeah, have a little self esteem. It's hot out, the seasons Did have changed. The, Picasso, the Picasso of the lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> yeah, mm. um, oh you God. absolutely need it for the summer. You absolutely need it. Uh, so pick it up from Manscaped, it's available. Uh, it's out. You can get it from manscaped.com and you can get 20% off the lawnmower 4.0. Or whatever you're going to pick up from Manscaped at manscaped.com with the code DNVR. Remember, you have to use that code DNVR to get 20% off plus free shipping from manscaped.com. Of course, the lawnmower 4.0 comes with a lot of really nice upgraded features. A 4000K LED spotlight, uh, different guard legs, sizes one through four, the carrier bag as well, wireless charging. You get all those things with the Carrying lawnmower nice. 4.0. nice. And you can get it for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. And right now on DraftKings, you guys can still, you can still bet $1 if you're a new user and signing up and win $100 if the basketball team of your choosing uh, wins a game. So sign up for DraftKings if you haven't signed up. Download the app tonight. Yep. Use code DNVR. Bet the dollar on the Milwaukee Bucks, yep, and then you'll Milwaukee. win $100. It's actually that easy. They're going to win two in a row in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. They do. They've, yeah. they've figured out the talks. Yeah. That series is over, <laughs> as, as much as it pains me to say. Uh, pick any basketball team that's in contention. Bet $1. If that team wins, you win $100 inside credits. I'm officially rooting for the Suns to make it, but for them to do so by benching Chris Paul. Be the greatest. Wow. Monte Williams would have to learn coach of the decade. Dude, campaign leads Just the Suns dominates. And Chris Paul's <laughs> on the bench just stewing. This reminds me of fantasy sports where you want a, you're cheering for an extremely specific scenario. <laughs> specific. <laughs> yeah. like, I want the Broncos to still win, <laughs> but I Broncos? do need Travis yeah. Kelsey to get you know, two yeah. touchdowns. We need it to, yeah, I need a touchdown, but it's got to be thrown by the running back, not to our <laughs> tight end. <laughs> Make sure to download the top red DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Uh, that's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, real quick, shout out to Solace Meds. Stop in. They've got four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one just blocks away from the east uh, from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Can I tell you something, Harrison? Yeah. Oh, I, I used some solace meds this week. What? I medicated. You're supposed to just give us a knowing nod. Uh, no, no. I did. And then I watched <laughs> The Fast and the Furious. Holy... Sp- what? Nine? What? 
one. No, I, on the dude, if you like wouldn't watch five nine. minutes after I finished the Godfather Part One, <laughs> did you get the we cultural bend? After this, can we talk Godfather? Well, can I just say this? I both films hold up? That's a Solace Men's testimonial right there. <laughs> you had to have got the cultural better bends. than Rocky does. I can't believe you got high to watch the Godfather. I did. No, no, I got high to watch Fast. Oh, and okay, you're cool. One of those things right. was a lot easier to get <laughs> yeah, through. After the Godfather, you're like. Fuck. I put I, out in the I Slack. <laughs> I put out in the Slack. I was like, bros, who wants to go to the IMAX, watch Fast and the Furious 9, and drink a bunch of Solace Meds units? No one took me up on it. Nobody <laughs> did. Wow. You were included. You were in what? You oh, were I in didn't have DM. my okay. Slack had been down until yesterday. Adam reacting to group things that included him as if he wasn't there is my favorite, <laughs> the worst. favorite pastime. I'm really bad at responding to texts and emails. <laughs> um, here are just some of the awesome deals at Solace Meds right now. Uh, 15% off all gold shelf concentrates. Uh, 25% off all Blues Brothers joint packs. Okay. This one's this one's for D-Line. 25% off all Dixie products. Whoa. Any chance any chance you bros can finish up the show on your own? <laughs> There's a location. I've got money to save. <laughs> um, you can also, of course, get 20% off your purchase with the code DNVR20 uh, at all locations and like i said they got four of them use code dmvr20 for 20 percent off all right final segment here guys do you know who i st really started to miss mm. brandon no <laughs> well yes. Lindsay. i was gonna guess Lindsay too. no michael porter jr oh, oh. Okay. i started missing you know it's the time of the year like i needed a little break i'm not gonna lie i needed a little break when the season was over just kind of decom decompress a little Dude, bit eric's in Eric, see you Fast night, I'm in. <laughs> this guy should be cool. Can we do a DNVR events? We're all going to I IMAX. I tried to make it happen. I just <laughs> rent out a theater. I am in, by the way. Can we, like, like, we all agree that we're just going to allow ourselves to hoot and holler? I've never seen any fast, <laughs> any fast and Furious. I so I'll go to Fast and Furious. Wait, you've never seen a Fast and Furious? I've never seen Ethan, a single one. Oh, my Ethan, God. A single man. second of a single Dude, one. Ethan. That's like a, a defining mo like part of American culture. Dude, it, but <laughs> if you watch the Fast and the Furious and you do not let forth... One hoot, exactly. Yeah. Holler. What are yeah, you even so doing? I was right about this. Yeah. I figured that's what you go to those movies for. But like, yeah, let's holler. Dude, it's Walker, we're family. <laughs> you didn't watch the clip I put in the Slack last night? Oh wait, you're right. I have watched. Smoke them. Oh, Smoke them. Yeah, so <laughs> <smoke 'em. laughs> So I just love to because that's like so we're going far afield here. <laughs> I just love because guys who own like those types of cars live for these fake moments that never happen yeah, where some like so some like white collar guy shows up in his car is like hey, too fast you for you the... you poor broke <laughs> fool he's like no little does he know my car is actually faster than his <laughs> what's the retail on that bro <laughs> he's clearly in a race car like why <laughs> Let's show this evil white collared guy with his fancy yeah. college degree, whereas we are street smart. We got a bunch of Nas back here, too, dude. We're going to fit in. Listen, you guys can have any drink you want as long as it's a Rakia. Oh. That's a that is a fast reference for the <laughs> cool, go, cool kids. Um, all right. Anyway, moving on. Michael Porter. That's who I miss. I miss Michael Porter. I miss him um, too. It only took a couple weeks for me to be like, you know, uh, my little realistically disappointed and this or that, like, whatever. No, I now remember. And just to bring this back. How many threes did he take per game, would you guess? Now that we've been away from it, maybe you've forgotten, Harrison. How many threes per game did Michael Porter take? In the season? In the or regular the season. Regular season? Um, five. Remember, Jamal Murray's never taken more than five and a half. How many, what's your guess? 5.2 is my guess. You got to tell. I was the king of the chat. Uh, just, oh. I didn't hear the question. Just take, <laughs> say any, any number. 
He made it great. So, he said so deep. Immediately, in the both we'd get pulled over in that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, so true. Like, what are you guys doing? Well, this banker over <laughs> yeah, here well, told he, me my car was. <laughs> sorry, we're uh, street racing in the middle of the day. Uh, in just a, <laughs> we're actually racing for that girl over there. Like whoever uh, wins the. Okay, Michael sorry, Porter Jr. took six point three three pointers per game, which is an absurd amount. Wait, how many? Six point three. Okay, That's but guess lot. how many he? What percentage he made in the regular season? Yeah, do like you remember? Forty two. Yeah, 44. 43? 44.5%. Like, I just want to call our attention to how elite of a shot maker this guy is. I mean, it really is an off-the-chart shot maker. And I, and I this, the most efficient yeah. 19 I mean, points per game. Second most efficient of all time behind Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. I think throughout <laughs> I think the season we did a good job of calling him, like, arguably the best shooter in the league. Yeah, like, oh, he has a case yeah. for it, man. And I'm sure he's going to come back an even better shooter. Um, he turns 23 today. He did all this at 22 years old. He's now 23, so he'll go into the next season, have a full season as a 23-year-old. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for him. Very excited for Michael Porter. I want to, Eric had a gift idea though. He wanted, he had, he, had, he was thinking that he would get him a gift. I would get, what well, is his birthday? It is his birthday. It's customary in this country to give people gifts on their birthday. <laughs> and uh, okay, you want to bring that, that photo up? I would give Michael Porter <laughs> Jr. Country. a 1990s gold chain and turtleneck so that he can complete his Destiny to become a 1990s R&B singer like our b- beloved I'll Be Sure. Look at him. He's got the same haircut. He's, I'll built, be sure. <laughs> He's built for this. What is I'll Be Sure song? Can you sing it? Yeah, what a reference. Uh, I don't have any idea. I don't know any. I don't, I don't I know think who he is. I think it's, uh, he might actually sing a song about being I'll Be Sure. That, <laughs> that was a big, that was a big <laughs> thrust in the night. It's like album, artist, and record all the same name and song. <laughs> yeah. Um I like it. I do think that Michael Porter, like, I wish more players went leaned into a style that nobody else on earth does, and him going back to being a 90s R&B style. Like, that would I don't, think, style would be I don't think it's intentional. they would get clowned for it, so they can't. Maybe on, they got to stop caring. On this stupid like, site called Twitter. But yeah, Vote is leaned into the flower, not today is a bad example, but he's leaned into yeah, it, sorry. and everybody, like, just accept, you know, it's like, hey, that's Vote. It's so Vote. You, you, you aren't you aren't the blank guy <laughs> until you just decide to fill in that That's blank. What you got to be, then, man. and then it's up to you. If I if I were brave enough to choose a stunt, I'm not. I like shorts. I like being comfortable. Wait, it would you be the, Western. Sing, you'd be what? Really? Big cowboy hat. I have. Oh, man. I'm you kidding? Like I strongly wait, encourage what? you to it'd be, leave it'd this. Be, it'd be a mix of like Native American influence, cowboy influence. What? Be me, man. All the way. <laughs> this is legitimately Holy surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about like a turquoise Big bolo? Very turquoise bolo tile, turquoise. All of this what? stuff. Wow. First off, this has to happen. I agree. Well, he said it, so it definitely has to happen. I now. just like if you uh, for me like what? canvas and leather would be so expensive for my frame. It'd, it'd be like a lot That's of a lot it's of a lot of leather. Be pretty yeah. hot in this climate. It's a little hot for it's more of a winter outfit. Um, you know, maybe one day you guys will catch me and you'll be like, wow, a he did turquoise it. bolo. I got him a gift, by the way. MP2. What'd you get him? What'd you get him? Got him a grip, a grip strength tool. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> he told, he opened it, and he said, "What are those a little passive aggressive. <laughs> a little passive aggressive. Grip strength. I think it's a grip strength. It's a grip strength. Honest tool. question. Yeah. Do you think he is working on his grip strength this off season? I, I, yes, I do. Me too. I, I think, think so. he's. I think he's. Really? I think he's self aware. I do too. I, really? Nice. Like, when he drops all these passes, everybody fucking talks about yeah, it. I know. All he hops on Twitter and is like, his hands are so small. I mean, his dad follows all of us, so he definitely uh, knows. <laughs> yeah. Did you, do you have a gift you want to award him? Uh, No, I don't. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about a king <laughs> like actually I'm a beat <laughs> We don't get the player's gift. I, I, I have a gift for him. I got him a round trip flight to Sombor. 
Oh. Get a round trip flight. Just, two to reason, hang, just to hang out by himself? Two reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Porter's not going to like, oh, there's this racetrack. All right. Yo, yo, town just like, yeah, you can't cool. find me. the clubs? Yeah. I flew all the way out here. No, two reasons. One, I feel like Michael, Michael Porter could use a nice excursion to some faraway place, excursion. you know? Nice. Yeah. I think it'd be good. It's good for everybody. It'd be, sure. I think it'd be good for him. And then two, you know, he needs, um, he needs Yoke. Him and Yoke need some time together. Not basketball, not he just needs to go out there and get in a fight at Jokic's table on Jokic's yeah. on Dreamcatcher's behalf. Which Did we'll, you hear about this? Well, ha- this might have to make online with D-Line later okay, or something. Okay, okay. It's too good. Uh, um, <laughs> that's what I got him. So happy birthday, Mike. We love you. Happy I'll, 23rd. And I'm going to get him some. He's watching some, right now. I'm going to get him sure. some off-white uh, brand Nikes. So that he doesn't have to hustle them off, to, off Ooh, of another kid when he first Eric. arrives to Denver. Just give him, just give him the shoes. You don't have to. <laughs> what the problem? We all moved on. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, guys? Bucks, uh, Bucks Are we tonight. Done? Oh yeah, we're done. That's Bucks tonight. Um, I know what it said. That Bucks. series is over. Man. So you think Bucks take it, huh? Everybody's, yeah. everybody's all Bucks. Yeah. Um, Trey Young's a little hobbled. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. The bone spur, I think. The thing is, oh, there. So I, I proclaimed loudly a few days ago that the Hawks will win more games in the series, but they will not win this series. Like they wait, what? The Hawks will win more games oh, in this series, but forward. they will not win the sure, series overall. Sure. I can absolutely see them winning tonight, just because you know, even when you're hobbled, yeah. um, basketball is like oftentimes like there's some injury that you hear about. You're like, oh man, he's out forever, and then the guy just looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> that game. So I don't know. I can see Trey Young like totally pouring it on tonight, but like to me, the Bucks can score whenever they want they can give it to Giannis he can if they want to they can just feed him over and over and the Hawks have not shown the ability to build that wall the same way other teams have um, and the Hawks just need to be on fire and teams just can't be on fire right. all the time right? yeah do we know so tomorrow is prospecting Wednesday um, yes. do we know who our prospect person we is? do we'll be looking at Josh Primo Primo a great name Pre- that is a great name he definitely draft was the Primo. name I'm in I'm with it, man. Yeah, from uh, Alabama. My primo. Yeah, kind of like the opposite of Chris Duarte a little bit. So excited to talk about him. Can't wait for that. So study up on him. So tomorrow we'll have that. We'll have a snake draft. It's going to be fun. Wednesdays are always fun. Plus, we'll talk too fast, too furious. Oh, are we really? No. Oh, I no. thought this, I thought this was a fan vote. No, uh, no, no. Like there were you were going to no, like just, street racing or that something. Was just my edition. favorite part of the pod today. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hit the like button on the way out. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Shout out to the Colorado Exos for finishing up their season at 5-5. Five and five. Great start to the year for a brand new team playing against professionals that have been playing for years. Here's what's coming up at Infinity Park this summer, August 20th through 22nd, the Rugby Town Sevens Tournament. Uh, great family outing for fast-paced rugby, great adult beverages. It's very affordable. They've also got movie nights coming up at Infinity Park. Sign up at infinityparkglendale.com backslash events to get updates on all movie events. That starts on July 12th with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Gates open at 6 p.m. So uh, again, check that out at infinityparkglendale.com and make sure to download and subscribe to the DNVR Rugby Podcast to stay up to date on all things rugby with our guy Colton Strickland.